0: I didn't like rye bread all the bread was rye over there so um, eventually I did have to eat it or <laughs> I was barely eating anything um, and I realized that it was a really mild rye and got over it but there were other things about Czechoslovakia that I really missed out on and I'm kind of disappointed in myself sauerkraut for example I'm a huge fan now and I even make my own so I think about this all the time there's a big food market with local it was an indoor farmer's market kind of space. And there was this one stall with these big wooden barrels, just lining this space. You know, those ones that are about three feet tall and two feet wide. And there was just liquid. And this big guy was standing there. And my memory tells me that he had a plastic bag on his hand, but I could be misremembering. And he might've just stuck his big bare hand in there. But anyway, he pulled out a handful of kraut and offered it to me to try. And when I said no, he reached in another barrel, (laughs) I grabbed out some other kraut that was a little bit different. Each barrel was full of like different textures and herbs and funk. And I declined because there was not even a remote possibility of me trying something out of a fat man's barrel. (laughs) But I remember vividly. And now that I've learned about pickles and krauts and fermentation, I feel like I've got to go back. I hope that dude or his protege are still there doing the same thing and making that traditional kraut because I really missed out. But hi, I'm Shelly, and welcome to With Bowl and Spoon, a podcast about food, eating it, loving it, appreciating it, and examining how people's relationship to food has changed personally, people's personal food evolution. Maybe more importantly, I should mention what this podcast is not about. It's not about losing weight, or being concerned about fat or cutting out sugar or trendy diets or fads. That being said, it is my podcast and I might wanna talk about that someday. So we'll leave that open, but it's really not the main point. But it's also about sustainability and saving the planet because studies show that goes hand in hand. And personally, that's gone hand in hand. Now, I'm gonna say a lot of stuff and I'm gonna cite things as best I can. I'll do research, I promise but it's likely that I'll say some things that contradict other things that I've said because this is my show, but also because this is my personal evolution. I'm always learning as I believe we all should be. That said, I'm open to suggestions, comments, and thoughts, opposing views, and being corrected if I need to be. But just to let you know, I'm going to ignore the negative and only accept constructive criticism. Let's get started. First, a little bit more about me. I just turned 50 this year. I've been married to my husband, Brett, for 25 years, which is half my life, which really blows my mind. Um, Anyway, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been here for about 30 years. I have chickens, and I like to garden, hike, enjoy nature, cook. I love farmer's markets and all kinds of local food. I love farmers and food producers. I was one of the first to graduate from Chatham University's food studies program, where I studied food food systems, and basically how screwed up that very system is, and really always has been. And I'll talk about that plenty here. So I thought for the first cast I should explain the title, With Bowl and Spoon. Back in the 90s, I was at Slippery Rock University at the art department. And I was fortunate to be one of the first few students to study abroad at the Academy of Arts and Design in Bratislava, Czechoslovakia. This was just after the Velvet Revolution, but before the split to Slovakia and the Czech Republic. So it was really old school Eastern Europe. I imagine it was like New York City was 100 years ago. There was no fast food, no takeout, anything. We had to actually sit down for a cup of coffee and nothing was in English, none of the signs or anything. The first week that I was there, um, getting to know fellow students, I was invited to a birthday party for this photographer from Studio S. It was a studio that was a theater and they were gonna have a performance and food and wine, and I could meet all kinds of artsy people there. So I said, sure, it sounds like fun. And I told my friends I'd meet them there. And as I was walking away, they were like, wait, 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 hold on. And then I hear them conferring in Slovak, Slovak, Slovak. And they say, with bowl and spoon. And I was like, what? And they're like, bring a bowl and a spoon. So I was like, okay. They didn't explain anything past there. So I'm new to the country. I don't have a house or any sort of crockery or utensils. And now i got to figure out how to buy a bowl and a spoon, which would probably come in handy at my apartment, but whatever. Um, Still had to figure it out. So shopping in Czechoslovakia was really different from the U.S., they had a store for each thing you wanted, like a lot of European cities do. But it wasn't mom and pop stores, it was post-communist, barely, it was Czechoslovakia. So there was a bakery and a huge line, there was a butcher and a huge line. So we'd be on our way to school in the morning and just see people lining up everywhere for their basic necessities. And they had, they did have one large store that had several things under one roof, but it was more expensive. Um, And people would just tell us to go there and buy stuff because, of course, we're the Americans. We have money. The way they controlled the crowd in the store was that you needed a cart to get in. And if all the carts were gone, you couldn't get in. And that happened on occasion. Anyway, this store I thought would be my best bet to find a bowl and spoon. And bonus, they only had one of each item. Like there was no choice of brands or colors. You took it, you bought it, you liked it. It was really weird to see shelves with just like one type of cereal, one type of rice, one type of toothpaste. I remember I bought ketchup, one ketchup. And especially in Pittsburgh, that's weird. So that's where I went to find the bowl and spoon, the one store with the one choice and the one style of bowl and spoon. Remember, I was in the art school, so most people probably had their own bowls made by friends or themselves. Uh, Maybe they had something from their family passed down from generation to generation, and I have this one generic bowl and spoon (laughs) whatever so i get my bowl and spoon and i pick up some flowers for the birthday boy and i head to the party with my bowl and spoon wrapped in brown paper and stashed in my coat just in case it was a joke on the american (laughs) (laughs) haha look she believed us i couldn't imagine what the deal was so i get to the party and there are like 200 people there i find my friends and after a while we head into the theater This point, I'm thinking maybe the bowl and spoon could be part of some audience participation, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I'm prepared. Bowl and spoon at hand. Still stashed. Um, The show is in Czech, so I didn't understand a word, but fortunately it was a physical comedy, so I was still entertained. But we get to the end of the performance and no mention of bowl and spoon. So after the performance, we file out into the theater, from the theater into the lobby and a receiving line forms to greet the birthday boy. So I give him the flowers, tell him happy birthday in Slovak, which I wish I remembered, but I'd been practicing at that time. (laughs) Um, And we grab some wine and we're all just hanging out in the lobby and chatting. Well, I'm actually just listening and getting a really new perspective of life and conversation, human human interaction, because I didn't have the language to communicate. I remember the language theme being really meditative for me. I knew a few words, mostly Russian, because I took a year of Russian before this. Not thinking I would get to Russia, but thinking it would be a real challenge. Um, But for the most part, I was able to just listen to the sounds and have my own thoughts. And you know, not knowing what people are saying really makes them seem charming. (laughs) Maybe they were, but I was just so smitten with the country and all the people that all looked the same. I mean, that's when I realized what made a person Slovak. Like, everybody there was Slovak. I kept seeing guys that looked like my grandmother's brother. It was so weird. So I'm awkwardly at the party, still trying to keep my bowl and spoon stashed, um, thinking, well, at least I didn't embarrass myself by asking what this was for. Um, Then, after about 10 or 15 minutes, several people come from the back of the theater with these giant pots of what I discover is goulash and they set them down on the table, and all of a sudden everyone starts pulling out their bowls and spoons from who knows where, and men in black suits start serving up goulash. And then it hits me like a 2 by 4 There's no disposable bowls. I haven't seen any paper products being used. Like toilet paper. It was kind of notorious in Eastern Europe at the time that if you go out for a night to a bar or a club, you have to bring your own teepee. In some more posh places, you could pay you could get a few squares for a few coins but they didn't have disposable anything so of course of course when you have a party for hundreds of people they have to bring their own and then we all share in the cleanup it's brilliant and full disclosure i actually accidentally purchased a plate and spoon instead of a bowl due to a poor translation but someone lent me their bowl she just finished her goulash went and rinsed it out in the bathroom and gave it to me and it was still wet because as i mentioned there's no paper towels so i took the borrowed dripping bowl over got myself some goulash and ate it it was delicious they also had this really nice thick rye bread that went with it but i have to mention that i missed out on that because honestly at the time i was pretty picky and didn't like rye bread so that was a real turning point for me that whole trip the entire experience i know It's cliche, but it really did change my life. And the experience that night at the party with a couple hundred Czechoslovakian art and theater students really stuck with me, to the point where my senior show at Slippery Rock was called With Bowl and Spoon. I had paintings, photographs, drawings, ceramics, and I had everyone bring a bowl and spoon to the opening, didn't tell them why. And then I made a big pot of goulash, and it was great. So when I was thinking of a title for my podcast, I had a lot of names um, and I was debating with my friends. We had post-it notes stuck all over the kitchen and one night with some friends over, we were talking about food history and telling stories and I told them that one and it suddenly dawned on all of us that that had to be the title. It encompasses sustainability, food, adventure, art, and people. So I hope you'll join me on this journey of my personal food evolution. I have it on good authority that I'm pretty interesting to talk to. I have interesting thoughts and views. Someone once told me that I reminded them of Phoebe from Friends, and so I asked my husband about it. He thought for a minute, and he said, yeah, you're a bit shiny and odd. (laughs) So if that's anything to go on, there you go. Um, On this podcast, I'm going to interview friends, colleagues, and generally people I find interesting. We'll shell out some fun food facts, and you'll hear interesting views on food topics and trying to live a sustainable life. I hope you'll join me. This first episode of With Bowl and Spoon was written, produced, hosted, mixed, and mastered by me, Shelly Danko Day. Original theme music is by Paul Breeze and friends. And I'd like to give a special thanks to my support team and creative network. That includes Brett Day, Stephanie Joy Everett, and Rachel Light. Thanks.